Hey guys, my name is Destiny. And my name is Megan. And we're two black girls. At a predominantly white institution. Trying to survive. At a predominantly white institution. And here's latest tea. At a predominantly white institution. (laughs) Hello. How's everybody doing? My name is Megan, and I'm here with... Guess who? (laughs) It's Amanda Rodriguez. You already know. Not Destiny. (laughs) Surprise. Heard the jealousy. (laughs) Not jealousy. That's my sis. But get ready to learn a new person in the friend group. A new perspective, everything. Mm -hmm. I told you guys, like, every time we come on this chat, I told you about how our friend group at Middlebury is four women. We're all from New York City, and we're all women of color. And honestly, without them, I wouldn't be able to graduate, period. So, this is Amanda, and mm-hmm. she is here with me in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and we are having a very fun time. Yep. What do we want to talk about today? So last night, me and Amanda had a very um, interesting conversation. So what we talked about was scholarships mm-hmm. and the road to getting a scholarship and then the road after you receive and your scholarship. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about how we chose Middlebury. It was junior year, and I was like, oh, I need to go to college. Mm -hmm. And, like, my mom always told me and my sister, like, there's no way in hell I can afford to pay for your college. If you want to go to college, you're going to have to get a scholarship, full ride, period. So I literally walked into my guidance counselor's office. I was like, I need need to not pay for college. What do I have to do? And she was like, okay. She put me in contact with the Posse Foundation, and then the whole process started. Like, the Posse Foundation, when they find you, they, um ask you to pick three colleges that you would like to go to, three mm-hmm. colleges that are connected with the foundation. And so I, I had um, Lafayette College in Pennsylvania. I had Vanderbilt and I had Franklin and Marshall. I had like Middlebury, which I changed to number one because I wanted to increase my chances of getting the <laughs> scholarship. I had a strong connection to Middlebury because of one of my favorite artists is Julia Alvarez, and she was at the time an artist in residence, and she's an alum. I was, I just mentioned to Megan, I knew somebody, my mentor, who went to Middlebury. I knew Julia Alvarez, and I was like, okay, this is great financial aid. I'm just going to commit to Middlebury. Mm-hmm. Megan said she was just looking for a way to pay for college, so that's why she ended up at Middlebury. Period. So um, the Posse Scholarship has like three rounds. So that first round has like 90 students who are all fighting for the same scholarship. And they're all phenomenal. Like they all have like amazing ass stories. And you had to do like icebreakers and chat in like small circles. You're really just supposed to be natural. You're just supposed to be yourself. What they're looking for is like leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a scholarship that's based on um, financial um, you know, like a financial like background, thing. which like is your, great, which honestly. is very great, but at the same time, like kind of stressful because it's oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. they don't take it, they do take into account financial like background and like your financial situation. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're not, if you don't exhibit the leadership qualities that they want and you still need the scholarship financially, oh, okay. you yeah. may not get it. Mm-hmm. And like, that was like very like nerve wracking for oh. me. The second round was, um, <laughs> and that one is really like you get to speak about your life. Mm-hmm. They have your academic transcript. They're like, what happened freshman fall? Like, when you failed AP calculus, yeah. so what happened? Da, da, da. And like, I remember, fun fact, I failed AP calculus my senior year. And they were like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, listen. 
I was not prepared. And mm-hmm. I told them my story. I was like, plain and simple. I was not ready to take the class, period. I got like a 55, you guys. Like, I'm not smart. You know, I mean, like, I, not that I'm not smart, but like, I'm not like, you know, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, you have a scholarship. That means that you have 110% good grades. No, no that's, a, that's a lie. Like, I had a 55 in AP Calc and I still got a full tuition scholarship to me. It's a matter college. of telling your story. And, and not being like, yeah. go front. Like, you need to tell it. Like, keep and it them being willing to listen. So that's the good thing about Posse. They're willing to listen. So if you really wow them in that stage, I guess you get invited for DAP 3, which is very similar to the first round where it's a group interview again, just a very smaller, like maybe 25. Yeah, or 25 kids. And out of that 25, 10 to (laughs) 9 get the scholarship. So like cutthroat kind of in a way. After the end of DAP 3, I was like on the verge of tears and mm-hmm. Gabe looked at me or like Megan, one of the posse trainers looked at me and they were like, they like mouthed to me, calm down. Aww. And I was like so distraught. And actually after DAP3, I went, the posse um, foundation office is very close to a church. Mm-hmm. So I like walked down the street to a church and I literally started crying like in the church because I knew how much I wanted the scholarship, like period. Like there was no way of me getting to school without the scholarship. My sister had tried to go to school before and because of financial difficulties, like stuff got messed up and I knew that I didn't want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to finish college. So I feel like we all had that feeling afterwards. But then we got the news that we got in, which was a great thing. Um, so anywho, fast forward to the per- preparation part of posse um before you go to whichever institution you got your scholarship with you go through pct which Which is is pre-collegiate training so what that is is very important it's very smart as well um what it does is they know that we come from backgrounds or we come from areas where we're not necessarily used to preparatory colleges like a lot of the colleges that posse sends their kids to are private institutions, you know, predominantly white. And they send us there because we're leaders. And I'm putting it in quotations because we're leaders in different aspects. Um, and we, like, need to make a change on the campus or whatever. Like, that's, like, kind of, like, the vibe. So they put us through this kind of training thing so that we, when we get there, one, we have a bond with the pe- 10 people from yeah, our city. that's the big thing, I think. That's the big like, thing. Like, it's a group of people. So this PCT time... It's like they need they need to make this group work with each other. Mm-hmm. And like so you we were saying on, on each yeah. other when and, we need each other. And like you were saying, we're all different people, like different backgrounds, like different identities. So you clash naturally. So you have to learn how to interact with somebody who's now in your posse. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to be respectful with something that's not mm-hmm. something like beyond your familiarity. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something, something that you're not familiar with, you guys have to be like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, let's talk it out. Mm-hmm. And like Posse's big thing is like attack the idea, not the person. Mm-hmm. Because we all come from very separate backgrounds. We're 10 people. And like our job is to lean on each other when we need each other because the environment that we go to is very different and very it could be detrimental to a person. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we know this and we're saying this as a fact because like a lot of posse scholars feel as though their schools are like very white, Mm -hmm. very rich, and they feel like they don't belong and they're stressed and they cry and da-da-da and the list goes on. And you need to be able to like lean on each other to be like, I feel like I'm having a panic attack. Like, mm-hmm. am I dumb? Am I stupid? And you need to have somebody who's literally from... Who understands. It, yeah, and, like, that's just the posse. Like, we're all from New York City. We kind of get each other. We kind of don't. That's okay, and too. And you ride the wave together. And you ride period. the wave together. But why also do we do, like, 
PCT. So we also do PCT. They prep us to also be prepared to live at Middlebury, an environment like Middlebury. And I've said this millions of times on this podcast, but it is white and it is rich and, <laughs> and we cold are, and cold and we're not used to that like period. Like man, did you go to a predominantly white institution? Not at all. Amanda- I went to school in East Harlem, Manhattan Center. Um I think it was probably like over 80% black and Latinx. So Okay, there you go. And the white kids you had a few that had money, but you also had white kids who just like grew up in poor neighborhoods. So, so Amanda didn't go to a PWI. I went to a PWI. Middlebury did. I mean, I went to LaGuardia High School in in New York, and it didn't really feel like a PWI because I had like because it's New New York City. But like, I did go to one technically, (laughs) and um, so I wasn't stressed. Like they were like, "Listen, guys!" Like at PCT, they were like, "Listen, guys!" Like there's a lot of white people. I was like, "I don't care." Like I've been in white schools. Like I have white friends. Like I'll be fine. Like I'm not gonna have a culture shock. (laughs) Let me tell you something Mm -hmm. because my ass bugged the fuck out my freshman year of college. Period. Because we're not prepared for that. And PCT tries to warn you, not scare you, but kind of like give you the idea that, hey, this is going to happen. But don't worry, we already told you. So here are the tools that you can use. Right? But as I was going through PCT, I also was just like, okay, like this is a chance of it happening. Like you kind of downplay it a Mm -hmm. bit. You don't think it's going to really tip you over until you're really walking around a campus that you don't feel like you belong just because you're carrying around a very different identity that is like gets yelled at in your face all the time. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm different, I'm different. I'm, I'm black, different. I'm Latinx, yeah. I'm a woman. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just yelled at you all the time. And it's just like, I've never felt so like... Heightened. It was heightened. Yeah, like my identity of who I was. Like, even when I opened my mouth in the classroom, like, I was just like, I know that people are looking at me right now and they don't expect me to know the answer or they expect me to answer it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that way. I've never had that happen to me before. Me either. And it's draining because you can't, I, we live there. Like mm-hmm. I, I sleep next to them. I sleep Every with them day. and I eat with them and it's just like very draining. And PCT, I think those are their two main things is to like build a connection so that when you feel down and depressed and tired, you can lean on somebody and be like, you know where I come from, you know who I am. And then also just to prepare yourself to enter that type of space because exactly. it's very, it's a, it's, a, it's a particular type of space. It's like a fucking dog, like walking into a house full of cats. Like you don't look like them and you don't talk like them. And you don't eat the food that they eat. Like there's shit that goes down and like you just need to be able to look at the rest of your dogs and be like, all right, we're not crazy. We're just here to like get a degree and like further our life. So you guys have learned, you guys have heard a little bit about what it was to learn about what Posse was, to go through the process, to go through the process of af- after they accepted you and you're preparing to leave to Middlebury. So now I think we're, we're just going to finish off with what it is to be there September to December yeah. as a freshman. From New York City. Yeah. And we black, right? So basically, it was jokes. Like, mm-hmm. what, like for me, like when I got there, I was like, oh, like my, my whole family came up. So it was my mom, my aunt, <laughs> my cousins, my sister. Like we all came up and um, they were like, oh, my God, we're so proud of you. Like, OK. Like and my mom let me sleep in my room by myself. And oh. I was like, oh, wow. Like I'm really in college. I, know, I, I was so happy because I was like, 
I don't have to pay for shit right now. So like I'm dead finishing. Like nothing's going to stop me from finishing Middlebury. Like I was like, oh, I did exactly what my mom literally came here to do. I did exactly what our ancestors came here to do. Like we got our scholarship. We're going to get an education. We're going to get an American degree. Like it's just like I was on the right track period. Mm -hmm. I had everything at my fingertips. I was like, I'm at Middlebury. I don't have to pay. I'm fine. Like everything's great. I think for me, um, it's sort of very similar to me being here in Brazil. It was sort of like, oh my God, I'm going to college. Like right now I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing my study abroad. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like life is happening and you acknowledge you're going through it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm meant to go to college right now. Let me just ride it out. Like, mm-hmm. let me ride this six-hour ride up to Vermont. Yeah. Let me pack my things into my room. Let me say bye to my family. But it didn't seem, like, necessarily real. Like, I wasn't focusing on, oh, my God, I'm doing it. It was just like, oh, shit, like, let me ride this wave and just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, honestly, you just do what college kids do. You was like take party- your classes. Yeah, there you- was, like, parties. Mm-hmm. I, we went to a party. Like, it was, like... I remember, like, we, like, pulled up in all black. Like, we were all wearing black. Amanda's, like, making a face right now because it was so terrible. <laughs> so, basically, what we're going to... What happened was That's we were on a high of, like, holy shit, we have a scholarship. We're so excited. We don't have to pay for school. Then shit started settling in that we were, like, we have to live here for four years. After and- the three-week break in december like our whole i told you amanda me destiny and Brittany, we've all been through states of very 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 bad anxiety mm-hmm. and like depression maybe i don't know we haven't been diagnosed I'm i self-diagnose gonna... myself all the time me too <laughs> but we've definitely been through stages and i think it's very important for us to talk about it because like mm-hmm. it's very common and like we don't we didn't think it was common. Like, Amanda thought she was going crazy. I thought I was going crazy. Destiny bugged. Brittany bugged. Like, we all bugged different times. And I think it's very important to speak about why we bugged, how we bugged, and how we got ourselves out of the bug. Yeah. So I hope you guys, like, understand. I think it's very important to hear the history, which I think we did right now, about how we ended up at Middlebury and mm-hmm. the, and what, like, happened right before things changed yeah so So we were on a high so that's where we left you guys we were on a high we were like oh we don't have to pay we're lit Mm -hmm. this is exactly what our parents wanted us to get and then it got very 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 bad well we'll save that we'll save that for you guys you ready you're yeah (laughs) yeah